Hello, this is Father Neil here, and welcome to the September 11th episode of the podcast Catechism with Father Neil. Today we'll be looking at numbers 2110 through 2122 of the Catechism. 3. You shall not have other gods before me. 2110. The first commandment forbids honouring gods other than the one Lord who has revealed himself to his people. It proscribes superstition and irreligion. Superstition, in some sense, represents a perverse excess of religion. Irreligion is the vice contrary by defect to the virtue, to the virtue of religion. Superstition, 2111. Superstition is the deviation of religious feeling and of the practices this feeling imposes. It can even affect the worship we offer the true God. That is, when one attributes an importance in some way magical to certain practices otherwise lawful or necessary, to attribute the efficacy of prayers or of sacramental signs to their mere external performance, apart from the interior dispositions that they demand, is to fall into superstition. Idolatry, 2112. The first commandment contemns polytheism. It requires man neither to believe in nor venerate other divinities than the one true God. Scripture constantly recalls the rejection of idols, of silver and gold, the work of men's hands. They have mouths, but they do not speak. They have eyes, but they do not see. These empty idols make their worshippers empty. Those who make them are like them. So are all who trust in them. God, however, is the living God, who gives life and intervenes in history. 21.13 Idolatry not only refers to pagan false pagan worship, it remains a constant temptation to faith. Idolatry consists in divinizing what is not God. Man commits idolatry whenever he honours and reveres a creature in the place of God, whether this be gods or demons, for example Satanism, power, pleasure, race, ancestors, the state, money, etc. Jesus says, you cannot serve God and mammon. Many martyrs died for not adoring the beast refusing even to simulate such worship. Idolatry rejects the unique lordship of God. It is therefore incompatible with communion with God. 21.14 Human life finds its unity in the adoration of the one God. The commandment to worship the Lord alone integrates man and saves him from an endless disintegration. Idolatry is a perversion of man's innate religious sense. An idolater is someone who transfers his indestructible notion of God to anything other than God. Divinization and Magic 21.15 God can reveal the future to his prophets or to other saints. Still, a sound Christian attitude consists in putting oneself confidently into the hands of providence for whatever concerns the future and giving up all unhealthy curiosity about it. Improvidence can, however, constitute a lack of responsibility. 
21.16 All forms of divinization are to be rejected. Recourse to Satan or demons, conjuring up the dead or other practices, falsely supposed to unveil the future, consulting horoscopes, astrology, palm reading, interpretation of omens and lots, the phenomena of clairvoyance, and recourse to mediums, all conceal a desire for power over time, history, and in the last analysis, other human beings, as well as a wish to conciliate hidden powers. These contradict the honour, respect, and loving fear that we owe to God alone. 2117. All practices of magic or sorcery, by which one attempts to take to tame occult powers, so as to place them at one service, have a supernatural power over others, even if this were for the sake of restoring their health, are gravely contrary to the virtue of religion. These practices are even more to be condemned when accompanied by the intention of harming someone, or when they have recourse to the intervention of de- into the intervention of demons. Wearing charms is also reprehensible. Spiritism often implies divina- divination or magical practices. The Church, for her part, warns the faithful against it. Recourse to so-called traditional cures does not justify either the invocation of evil powers or the exploitation, exploitation of another's credulity. Irreligion. 2118. God's first commandment contemns the many signs of irreligion, tempting God in words or deeds, sacrilege and simony. 2119. Tempting God constitutes in putting his goodness and almighty power to the test by word or deed. Thus Satan tried to induce Jesus to throw himself down from the temple and by this gesture force God to act. Jesus opposed Satan with the word of God. You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. The challenge contained in such tempting of God's wounds, the respect and trust we owe to our creator and Lord. It always harbours doubt about his love, his providence and his power. 2120. Sacrilege consists in profaning or treating unworthily the sacraments and other liturgical actions, as well as persons, things or places consecrated to God. Sacrilege is a grave sin, especially when committed against the Eucharist. For in this celebration... For in this sacrament, the true body of Christ is made substantially present for us. 2121. Simony is defined as the buying or selling of spiritual things. To Simon the magician, who wanted to buy the spiritual power he saw at work in the apostles, St. Peter responded, Your silver perish with you, because you thought you could obtain God's gift with money. Peter thus held to the words of Jesus, You received without pay, give without pay. It is impossible to appropriate to oneself spiritual goods and behave toward them as their owner or master, for they have their source in God. One can receive them only from him without payment. 21.22 The minister should ask for nothing for the administration of the sacraments beyond the offerings defined by the competent authority, always being careful that the needy are not deprived of the help of the sacraments because of their poverty. The competent authority determines these offerings in accordance with the principles that the, child, that the Christian people ought to contribute to the support of the church's ministers. The labourer deserves his food. Very well, so this section we were looking at today is um, looking at having 
strange gods before me. You shall not have other gods before me. And here we're um, here we're seeing that um, in our world, more and more these um, this magic uh, becomes uh, present. That we have people who are um, very involved in um, in different occult practices, Ouija boards, uh, mediums, witches. Witchcraft, Wiccan, is now supposedly an official religion in many countries. And this, um, and there's a temptation for people to dabble in this. There's a temptation for Christians to dabble in it, to hedge your bets or to think it's just a joke. I'll have a Ouija board and play with it just as a joke. Why not? And again, no, no. We as Christians, are invited to worship the one God and not to have other gods before him. Again, this section might be a section that people might like to read again, uh, looking over the different definitions that are there, because it's um, it's very um, subtle. Evil is very subtle. It's very um, nice-looking many times. And it really um, can lead us to a very bad place. And this is why the church condemns it. This is why the church says, wants to rescue people from this. Because ultimately, all of the idols are empty. These different forms of spiritual practices are empty, and they lead us to be empty. Apart from the fact that, yes, there exists a whole level of evil, a whole level of the devil and his angels, the the evil angels that do exist and that it is no uh, trifling matter to invoke them, that it's something very dangerous. Obviously God is more powerful, but if we open ourselves up, they often the fathers of the church use the image of a, a chained dog. If you have a vicious dog that's chained, a guard dog, he's chained, he can't do anything to you. His bark can be a bit frightening, but he can't do anything to you if you're outside of the limit of the chain. But if you decide to go and uh, play with him, then he can eat you. Then he can do a lot of damage if you put yourself in harm's way. And the church always sees these as putting oneself in harm's way. By going in for these different uh, spiritual practices, you are harming yourself. That um, And that you are really... Um, hurting yourself and also you are giving bad witness to others that other people are called to Christ through you that I've spoken so much about communion in this series and really communion also comes about through you bringing other people to know Jesus Christ other people being family members other people maybe being your children but other people being those around you and if they see you playing around with, uh, with other going to get your palm read in, in the, the county fair or I don't know what, uh, then they can be scandalized and say, well, look, he doesn't believe it himself. He talks the talk, but he sure doesn't walk the walk. So really this invitation to have one God, not to have other gods before him, not to play around with other things, not to pretend not to, uh, not to dabble in different things, 
not to say it doesn't really matter, but to trust in God. And if we find ourselves involved in uh, other things, to repent of them. And certain things, maybe to speak with a priest, with Santeria or whatever, to go to speak with a priest if you're playing around at seances and all the rest of it, because it is dangerous, it is damaging, it is something that can really harm us. So today, uh, really, to, 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 call, to call on God to help us, to call on the Lord to allow us to put him first, to allow us to have him as the only one, not to have strange gods before him, not to have other gods before him, but to worship him and to find our eternal life and our love and our peace and our hope in him. So very well. So tomorrow we'll continue. And tomorrow we're going to look at 21, 23 through 21, 32. God bless.